Welcome to the Momming with Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Hargrove. On this show, I help moms discover Jesus in their motherhood. I hope this show encourages you in your mom journey. Enjoy the message. So the title of this message is simple. It's just anxiety. And granted, I know that not all of us have dealt with that. Uh, maybe we have in different ways, whether it's just a little bit here and there, or maybe like severe anxiety. I don't know. There's all kinds of waves and quote unquote levels of dealing with this. And anxiety itself is actually a normal feeling that even God gave us and allowed us to feel to know when to be alert, to know when to be, uh, protect yourself, to know when to evaluate what is going on in your life, to protect yourself from harm or danger or threat, right? So anxiety is actually just one of the many emotions, feelings that God gave us and allowed us to feel. But if any of you know, anxiety does not feel good. Far beyond just that anxiousness of like, oh, I'm going to take a test, that kind of anxiety. There is an anxiety even more intense than that. And again, my prayer is truly that you haven't experienced that, but I know that it's also very common for many people to experience that in different ways. Right. And I just, as I was praying today and, um, just really praying, asking God what to share today, because every week I feel like there's so many things we can talk about here as mothers, as women, right. We can talk about many subjects. We can talk about how to be a great mom. I don't know. We can talk about marriage. We can talk about relationships, so many different things, but I really felt strongly that today was the day to talk about anxiety. And this is actually something I've talked about before in a sense, but it's actually something I've really wanted to like dive into and talk about very raw with y'all, but I haven't felt like the time was yet, but today I felt like it was, um, and anxiety is a very familiar feeling to myself. And Um, as I begin sharing this message today, I actually wanted to read to you a poem, if you will, not that I'm poetic, but a poem of my heart pouring out when it comes to my, um, I don't want to say connection, but feelings and thoughts towards anxiety itself. And, um, you know, for me growing up, I look back and I realize I did deal with anxiety and anxiety again is normal. Everyone deals with it. But to the extent I didn't realize was not necessarily the most common or normal way. So growing up, I dealt with it. I didn't realize it until it almost exploded in my face a couple of years ago. And then I realized, wow, this was just almost like a ticking time bomb for myself and all of the right components at once, postpartum, um, life, children, stresses of life, all these different things so much more family issues, blah, 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 all at once, everything came like caving in. And I dealt two years ago with the most like intense anxiety I've ever dealt with. And it was so hard. Fast forward. I'm going to share today how God has truly brought me to a whole different place, truly has given me freedom, truly has restored me but I won't lie to say that it's all gone. Like I still deal with it even this week, you know, especially on PMS and like, Oh no, like my anxiety peaks and I feel different things. Right. But I just want to share what God has done. And I want, I pray that today's message is something that will give you hope and encouragement, whether you deal with anxiety or something totally different, 
But I know that even as we talk about this today, that God will speak to you specifically what your heart needs, whatever that is. And so let me go ahead and start with this poem. I'm not a poet. Uh, I'm not a, I'm not a poet. Okay. But this is my heart. And so, so call it what you will, but maybe you might be hearing this too. And you yourself, um, feel like you can relate. So let's see, but right. Anxiety. And this poem is, is titled the comeback. And so who invited you? I was living just fine without you. You barged in one day and you took over and I felt scared. I lost all control and you abruptly pushed me into a corner. But can I be honest? I hate you. I hate how you make me feel. You make me feel crazy, alone, out of touch, paralyzed with fear. You make me tremble. And for some reason, you make me only imagine and even believe the worst about everything. You're obviously not from God. You're from the devil himself. The emotions and feelings that God gave us to help us navigate through life, you somehow find a way, found a way to steal that too, and to use it to haunt us. How dare you? Anxiety. It keeps you awake at night. Your heart is racing, pounding through your chest. It makes you so tired from the mental fight. It causes your mind to be crowded and just so loud from the train of fearful thoughts. It makes you feel like you're drowning, longing just for a breath of hope. It tells you how unworthy, unfit, and even unstable you are when really those are just twisted lies. Anxiety causes you to go on and on this endless rat race, trying to figure out its origin, but never figuring it out. Where did it come from? Was it my childhood, the trauma, the abandonment? Was it this or that? Who knows? But how do I get rid of it? Anxiety makes you feel like a frantic person longing for an answer, a solution. Anxiety is dark, it's heavy, and it's tangible. It's a lie and it's scary. But then I realized one day that it's not as scary as it tries to portray itself. I started to look up from the despair and look at anxiety straight in the eye. I started to see its true colors. I started to realize that I didn't have to be its victim anymore and a victim of its abuse and control. I didn't have to believe all the lies that it was just force feeding me. And I began to fight back. I began to see that this huge black cloud was just a swift of fog that quickly is disappearing. I began to look back and see that God was there, even when I felt utterly alone in this room with anxiety. I wasn't alone. He was there, sitting in that dark place with me, holding my hand, just sitting And I realized that he sits with me in the dark places and he never abandons me even to the most anxious moments of my life. But he begins to whisper words of hope, truth, love, and even his vision for the future. And he begins to show me a picture that I've never seen before. A picture of me, stronger, better, more resilient, wiser, calmer, and more peaceful and brave than I ever was. He shows me where I'm going. He tells me that I won't stay in this valley of despair forever. Unlike the voices of anxiety almost convinced me of. He tells me to stand up, 
to take one step at a time as he leads me and shows me that we can walk freely out of the grasp of anxiety. The chains of anxiety that I thought I was wearing fell off at the name of Jesus. They crashed to the floor and they lost its power. It had no hold over me anymore. And the devil loses again. No one or nothing can stand in the presence of God. No lie, no fear, no anxiety, no demon, no weight. Jesus is truly my savior, my Lord, my helper, my redeemer, my freedom, my hope, and literally the only one who can save me from myself and the trials and pains of this life. And he is that for you too. And so that is just a glimpse of what I felt just coming out of my heart when we were talking and thinking about this topic of anxiety. Maybe you related to some of that imagery, but maybe, maybe you didn't, maybe, you know, I don't know, but God wants to speak to you today. Okay. Truly know that. And I truly believe that. And so our first point today is called go away. Our first point is called go away. And I'm going to start that point off with reading this verse in second Corinthians 12, seven through 10. And it says this, even though I have received such, such wonderful revelations from God to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me and keep me from becoming proud. Three different times I begged the Lord to take it away. And each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults and hardships and persecutions and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. I mean, have you ever just begged God to take something away? And maybe for you, it was anxiety. I remember just saying, God, take this away. Like I'm losing it. Like I hate this feeling. Can you just snap and make it gone? But maybe for you, it was something else. Maybe it was depression. Maybe this heaviness, this, maybe it's sickness. Maybe it's health struggles. Maybe it's that baby weight. I mean, come on that baby weight, take it away. Right. Maybe it's relational struggles, insomnia, financial struggles, constant fatigue. Like you're just so tired. Maybe it's the doubts and the fears or the inevitable changes of life. I don't know what it is for you, but he does. But isn't it hard when those things just don't go away or change instantly? It is so challenging and so hard to just understand too. Like, wouldn't it be nice for just one simple prayer to always immediately return quick results? I mean, that would be amazing. Well, I think we have all figured out that that's just not how things go, right? So what do we do in the waiting when these things don't just go away? Just like Paul, Paul himself, this man of God who is making such a difference for Christ also struggled. He also had something that he, he it was something so deep and personal to his life that he didn't even name it. He could have said, oh, I asked God to take away my depression. I asked God to take away my sickness. He didn't even put a name. He just said, it's like a thorn in my flesh. There are some things that we struggle with that is hard to tell anyone about that. Maybe we feel like people wouldn't understand, not even God, but God knows. And God is still saying, my strength is made perfect in your weakness. Even Paul struggled. And 
But what do we do when we're waiting? When we're just like Paul begging God to fix it, but yet still waiting. We begin to see how God can somehow still work through these weaknesses. How God can fill in those gaps with his strength and ability and not yours. We begin to see God as a whole lot stronger than before and acknowledge. And we begin to accept that we are weak and it's okay. We begin to throw off the show the pretend image of having it all together, the pressure to handle it all. We begin to throw off the the standards that we set for ourselves to perform and always be in our A game. And we begin to realize that we can simply rest in the strength of Jesus. We begin to realize that it's perfectly okay to feel weak and to know that does not define who you are. And it does not determine your worth as a woman. When you feel weak, you are still strong and amazing. When you feel weak, you begin to realize that it's okay to struggle and that this is actually normal for humans. It is actually normal for people to struggle and it's okay. You begin to realize that there is so much strength to tap into that is only found in Christ and Christ alone. And we realize that it's his grace. It's his grace is all that we need. We find something in the waiting. We find in our weakness that God is strong. He will not let it all fall apart when you feel weak. Sometimes when we feel weak, we're like, gosh, I just can't do this anymore. And we feel like if our hands are not on it, because we feel weak, everything is going to come crashing down. But God won't let it fall apart. He's bigger than that. And he's not even asking you to keep all the pieces together. He's not relying on you. But rather, he wants you to rely on him. Like, God, I don't know what to do anymore for my kids, for this, for my job, for finances, for this marriage, for how I feel. But you know what? Here it is. I don't know what to do. Relying on him. And I'm going to read this verse in Psalms 139, 23 to 24. And in case you're wondering, the Bible talks a lot about anxiety. You may... You may think like, oh, this is, you know, this like new thing. People are like, oh, I deal with anxiety. Like, no, like God is actually aware and God understands and God, there is so much scripture that you can find and read of God's heart towards us when we are feeling anxious. And in Psalms 139, it says, search me, O God, and know my heart, test me and know my anxious thoughts, point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. And when I've read this verse before, um, as I dealt with anxiety, it just made me think of like really coming to God, like God search these thoughts. Like, why am I feeling like this? Take it out. God, I want to just give it all to you. I want to just like, that would be so nice and so easy. And just allowing God to just come into those places where you feel anxious, allowing yourself to almost be vulnerable and open and naked before him with these thoughts that maybe you're afraid to share with anybody else. But God's saying, come to me, allow him to search those thoughts and cleanse them from your soul. And so go away. That was our point right now. I just wanted you to really know that you're not the only one asking God to take certain things away. And in the waiting, we realize just how strong he is and that it's okay to be weak. And so let's move on to our second point. And that is he is there. He is there. And I know that there are seasons of your life that you may have questioned if God is there. I've been there. Does he even hear me? Does he even care? 
I know that there are times that you beg him for a sign to speak to you and to even just feel him. God, let me feel you. And it just all feels so cold and quiet. And I've been there, like I said, but all I can say today to you is I I just want to reassure you that he is there in that cold and quiet room with you. And look at what this verse says in Psalms 23, it says, yeah, yes. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. You are with me, your rod and your staff. They comfort me. I mean, it literally says when you are walking through those darkest moments, when it's cold and quiet, when it's just, you feel surrounded by darkness and death and despair and worry and anxiety and depression and fear. It says, I will fear no evil for you are with me. I mean, say that to yourself. If you need to, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Write that down on a post-it. If you need to put it by your car, put it on your door, put it on your mirror. I will fear no evil for you are with me. He truly is there. And we often don't feel it and see it when we're in the trenches. We often, when we're in that place of despair, for some reason, we're just like, I don't feel it. I don't see it. But many times when we look back, we can clearly see that he was there all along. And I truly believe that God today wants you to move past what you feel to hear this truth that he is there and he will never abandon you, especially in your greatest trials. It's just not, it's not just about what you feel, but these truths must become something that you simply know and believe despite how you feel. Feelings are fleeting, but these deep truths that we believe become our foundation that we can stand on an anchor that keeps us grounded knowledge that we can cling to even when everything around us is crazy. And the truth is, is it takes time and even maturity in our faith to begin to move past always wanting to feel God, to feel God in the form of goosebumps. Or maybe that song during oceans, man, every time I listen to oceans, I feel God. And maybe that one time you listen to it and you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't feel him. I always feel him during oceans. And you're like, oh no. Or maybe you're looking for a sign. You're like, okay, if I see 11, 11, I know God is speaking to me and it's 11, 12. Or maybe you're waiting like, God, let me see a double rainbow. And then I know you're with me. Those things are cool. Okay. But God works in greater ways than just that. And he longs for you to not just long to feel feel him or see a sign to know and believe him at his word. He wants you to just believe him, to just trust him, to know that he is with you, even when it's quiet, even when it feels lonely. And listen to this verse right here in Matthew 7, 24 through 27, it says, anyone who listens to my teachings and follows it is wise. Like a person who builds a house on a solid rock, though the rain comes in torrents and the flood waters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it's built on the bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish. Like a person who builds a house on sand, when the rains and the floods come and the winds beat against the house, it collapses with a mighty crash. And in the same way, when you listen 
and you stand on and begin to believe God's word deep within your soul, no matter what hits you, you are grounded and standing on the truth of God rather than your ever changing emotions. I mean, all of us are women here. And so, we know, and we even recognize that even during our week that we're PMSing, I mean, we're like, what is that? You know, like we are just here and there, like, I'm literally like fine. And then I'm irritable and then I'm an emotional. And then I feel like I'm just super like, like fluffy and nothing fits me. And I want to hit my head with my brush because my hairs needs to be cut. And we go through these crazy emotions. Right. And so of course that's funny, but how much more in our faith should we just say, okay, like I'm being a little crazy right now. Cause I'm PMSing, but God loves me and he's with me. I need to just know that, you know, through my journey of struggling with anxiety, this is something that I feel like God truly helped me to grow in. And that is standing on his word rather than trusting in my fleeting emotions. So I want you to know today that he is there with you, even right now, today and always in Psalms 94, 18 through 18 through 19, it says, when I said my foot is slipping, your unfailing love, Lord supported me. When anxiety was great within me, your consolation brought me joy. I love this verse. I remember highlighting it, writing it like everywhere because it made me like totally relate. Like, yes, I feel like my foot is slipping. I feel like I anxiety is great within me. And this verse says that he supports us, that he renews our hope and gives us joy, even in those times of despair. And all you have to do is call out in Psalms 34, four through six. It says, I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all of my fears. All of them. Heck yes. Those who they looked to him and were radiant and their faces were not ashamed. The poor man cried out and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his troubles. And so I just love this verse because it's just showing us that as we call out to him, that we are not put to shame, that he delivers us from all of our fears. And all it requires from us is to say, God, reaching out to him, calling out to him, and he will come to you. And so guys, let's end on our last point, And that is a picture of me. And as you might remember in that poem that I read, um, I talked about at the end, a picture that God gave me of myself. And we're going to be talking about what that picture looks like for you. In first Peter five, 10, it says in his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by the means of Christ Jesus. And then it says this. So after you have suffered a little while, he will restore support and strengthen you. And he will place you on a firm foundation. I feel like as I think about the past couple of years for me, I feel like this verse is like my verse right now. Like I went through it, you know, I went through some stuff. You've been through some stuff. I went through some stuff. Okay. And I feel like right now where I'm at is I'm looking down and I just see my feet and I'm just like, ah, I'm on this firm foundation. He has restored me. He has supported me. He has strengthened me. Even in the times I felt like I couldn't break free from it. And so I believe that for you too, that he right now is restoring, supporting, strengthening you and placing you on a firm foundation. But I want to ask you, can you picture yourself on this firm foundation? Imagine that. What does that look like for you? Nothing's shaking you. You are grounded. 
You are standing on the promises of God. Your head is held high. You are confident in God's love and you are walking in his purposes and his promises. You are not trembling in fear, but you are standing on God's word. You are secure and confident in his ability to protect and provide and take care of you. And I want you to stop right now. If you can, I understand not all of us can, if you can, and I want you to close your eyes. I really do. Even if you're like, this is weird. Like if you can do it, if you can't, I want you to know this. If you're washing dishes or you're rocking a baby to sleep, or you're literally running after your toddler, I don't know what it looks like. I want you to also understand that Jesus can literally like swoop in and just reach you right there while you're just like, okay, stop it. And he's right there. He's right there with you. But whether you're closing your eyes or you're tapping into the Holy Spirit, I want you to invite the Holy Spirit in right now. Whether you're doing these different things or you're sitting. And I believe that Jesus wants to meet you right there. I want you, whether it's in your heart or vocally or in your head, whatever that looks like, I want you right now to ask the Holy Spirit to give you a picture of yourself. A picture of you with Jesus. Maybe it's the future you, the stronger you, the hopeful you, the victorious you, the free you. I don't know what you look like. But I want to ask you, what do you see? And here, girls, don't overthink it because the Holy Spirit is very simple. Just allow him to show you. You might think like, was that me? Was that that? Like, is that God? I don't know. Oh my gosh, I'm freaking out now. I don't know. Just calm down and ask him to give you a picture, a picture that you can hold on to, a picture that will give you hope and anticipation for what God is doing in your life. And I want you to write this down, maybe now or later, write down what you saw, what the Holy Spirit gave you. Maybe it was quick. Maybe it was this elaborate picture. Maybe it was a simple picture. I don't know, but God can show you something. And I want you to write it down today. And I want you to remember on your hard days, what God shows you. I want you to remind yourself of what God revealed to you and encourage yourself in the love of Jesus as you continue to wait for his redemption, for answered prayers, for his freedom, his strength to overpower your weaknesses. And I can just picture you now. I can see it, each and every one of you, telling others about what God has done for you, offering hope and comfort to those who have endured the same trials you did, reassuring them, that you too see them standing on the solid rock of Christ. I can see it, but can you? Can you see that not only will God restore you and put your feet on a solid foundation, but he is going to bring you to a place where you are meeting other people who need to hear your story, who need to hear your poem. I don't know what you do, who need to hear what you've been through to know that, oh, I'm not alone. Like I can get through this. God has my back too. And you can walk other people through it just like you did with Christ. And so I'm going to end on these two verses. And the first one is first Peter two, nine. And it says, you are a chosen people. You are a royal priest, a holy nation, God's very own possession 
And as a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. I mean, is that not spot on what we're talking about? God is giving you imagery. He's telling you, picture this. You are a royal priest. You're a holy nation. You are God's very own possession. And then he says, oh, by the way, you're going to show others the goodness of God too. You came out of darkness into God's wonderful light. And now it's time for you to share that with other people. And I will end on this verse, 2 Timothy 1.7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear but a spirit of power and of love and a sound mind. If you need to put that verse on a repeat this week, I dare you to write it down, write it on your mirror in your restroom, say it before bed. But if you need to be reminded that, wait a second, this spirit of anxiety, of fear that I'm feeling, God didn't give it to me, but instead I actually have power, love and a sound mind. My mind is sound. I'm not crazy. I'm just going through life right now. And God is with me. And so before we end, I want to pray with y'all. If you're listening in today and maybe something hit for you, maybe you're realizing like, my gosh, I can breathe again. Like God showed you something maybe as you're imagining. And maybe today you realize that all along, Jesus has been with you all along. Even when you felt alone, you realize that he was sitting with you even in your darkest hour. And if you're here today and you're saying, you know what, Jesus, I've, I don't know. I don't know. I've, I've been feeling scared maybe to come close to you. I've been feeling nervous or I just don't know what I'm feeling, but all I know is I want you. I do want you in my heart. I do want to walk through life with you. I do want more of you. If that's you, I want to pray for you. And I encourage you to take a moment to connect with God yourself. God, I thank you for these women that are just longing for more of you. They're here today because they need you just as much as I do. And God, we are praying for freedom from these things that try to hold us back, whether it's anxiety, whatever it is, but I speak freedom over your women. I pray that you would rebuke the enemy, rebuke his lies, rebuke anxiety, depression, discouragement, darkness. And I pray that you would bring each and every woman into your light that they would see you, Jesus, as their Lord and Savior, that they would lock eyes with your eyes of passion and love for them, God, and that you would save their souls and save them from the grasp of the enemy and give them joy again, restore their hope and their faith and their joy. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope you found encouragement today. I'd love to connect with you. You can find me by following Lauren A. Hargrove on Instagram or Facebook. And before you go, can you do me a favor and leave a rating and review for this show? I would greatly appreciate it. And it would help other moms better find the show too. With that, thank you for being a part of our community today. And until next time.